Okay. <laughs> now we're started because we keep on talking. Welcome back to the MSG Podcast, everybody. Jeez. We've had like a 30-minute... Uh... we got to stop talking. we got to record all this yes, now. Yes, we do. Um, now we're gonna, not going to think of anything. This is, <laughs> this is great. No, we were talking about the whole baby stuff. So. Uh, yeah. So we were just talking about... It's a topic we brought up In the past. periodically on the podcast. Do babies go to heaven? Do all babies go to heaven? And if we have to argue from a biblical perspective, we can't know for certain that they all do. Well, we know we don't actually know the answer. We can right. guess, but... And, yeah, all we yeah. can do is pull from what we know, and Trey brought up uh, before we started that there's a passage in Psalms where uh, David is lamenting the loss of his child, but he's also joyful and specifically mentions that he will see his child again in heaven. And, the you know, the baby had obviously not had a chance to grow up and mature and make the choice of salvation for himself. But um, it's a multifaceted issue. Well, we were talking about how like that, that in itself is the idea of David simply having faith and believing he would see his child in heaven, but not factually knowing. Right. Like, you know, he could be there and it, I mean, it could be true, but we don't know. Right. You know? But I don't. Know. There's, there's. I think there's a little more fine tune because I looked at. Well, I didn't purposely look into it. It just happened to be on other stuff I was watching. It came up because I was watching like people, like you have like Vody Bacham and you have. Um, there's this guy named Frank Turek. Yeah. He does this thing called cross examine and people mm-hmm. ask all yeah. sorts of biblical questions and all that. And I like listening to him because he has yeah. very interesting outputs and stuff. I was like, that's because he comes up with certain. Uh, answer to him logically too and i'm like that that's actually pretty smart but there was one where he was talking about all babies going to heaven and he was just talking i don't think he gave his actual opinion he gave a possibility and i actually agree with it so i I don't know if i should say this on here (laughs) because it's not like it's not okay first off i i'm more of the opinion now looking into it saying that not all babies go to heaven but i do think some of them i think it's you know, it varies on each person. So each baby is, a, is an actual human being, is a person. So I'm of the belief that, so like, let's say, and I did this with, I was talking with my mom about this yesterday, and I'll give you this example. Let's say tomorrow I'm out driving and I get in a car wreck and I die, right? That's the end of my life. Whatever happens, happens. Now, hypothetically speaking, if I didn't get in that car wreck, right, God knows every single line of every single choice I have and which one I do and don't make past that point, right? Right. Even if my life continues, he knows every single choice, every single person I'll talk to at every single, he knows every single thing about my life, even like in the future, even though I don't, right? Right. So with that being an idea, you can also think of it as God also knows every single child who was uh, conceived but didn't get born, like aborted babies or stillborns. He knew what their life would have been. So he knows at any point, would there ever been a point where they would have turned the Christ? Or would they have never turned the Christ? Right. And I think that goes back to which babies go to heaven, which ones go to hell. Unlike which, See, so you, like, you know this certain person would have turned the Christ. Mm-hmm. So then that baby would logically go to heaven. There's, there's some interesting things that come up with that line of reasoning because you're getting into the foreknowledge debacle, which causes some other theological problems like, if you look into it because there's a whole camp of people that believes that for salvation in general like okay the reason you're saved is because god foreknew all of your choices and he knew that you were going to choose him at some point in the future therefore you have salvation that puts a whole lot of emphasis on the personal choice um and this is firmly rooted in the predestination versus free will yeah. argument. These are, these are all kind of interconnected when you yeah. get down to the roots. But since God is out of time completely, invented time even, um, foreknowledge doesn't even factor in in many ways because he's witnessing everything at once anyway. And so... He knows everything, yes, because he saw it before time even began, because he's witnessing it currently. Um, 
if you look at it that way, you know, I'm not even sure there are multiple branching paths. Um, that's probably going to sound really weird to those people that don't like predestination, and I'm iffy on it myself, but if that's what that means, it means there's one reality that yeah, You were always meant happen. to go down a singular yeah. path, so... Yeah. I didn't intend to get on the free destination. That, that's technically it's true. Free will versus free destination. That technically it's true. You always have multiple choices, but you always will choose one of them. You can never go both ways. That's, I mean, that's true. So. so, and people will get all in a huff if you start talking about predestination and like, well, how could God make the choice for you to choose this wrong path? And you have to break it down in... He's, he's not necessarily making that choice for you because because of your sin nature, if he gave you the choice right now, he plunked down Christ, everything in the world, in your sin, you would always pick everything in, in the world every time. Yeah. No matter if you saw the glory of Christ or not, you would pick the things of the world because your sin nature dictates it. When, when Paul and everybody says you're a slave to your sin, they mean it. A slave does what their master commands them to do, and the yeah. sin master commands them to go after the things of the world and ultimately die. So they, they have to. The glory of Christ is that he severs that bond for those whom he is given. And again, that gets into the complicated. It's like God gave him a finite number of believers, and we don't know who that is exactly we don't know who will end up being in that number I love, I love that song even though it's way overpopulized in uh, Louisiana uh, when the saints go marching in oh, hey man that's a good but good song Lord I wish to be in that number when the saints go marching in that's talking about yeah at the, the rapture and ultimately the judgment day of being counted among the saints but the, the whole argument of predestination versus free will can be bottled up in, does man have an ultimate choice between God and the things of the world? And I think, yes, there is a choice. I think we do have that ability, and it's provided by God. But inherent in that choice, because of the very life we have, the only reason we have the ability to choose anything at all is because of God's ordained will. So, in a very sneaky around the back kind of way everything has to be based on predestination because he's provided the very power by which we can freely choose yeah. without his power there's no choice, there's no life there's nothing existing in the physical so are you leaning more towards predestination on- so like everybody's already so it's similar to what I was saying, yes, I guess. But it, but it doesn't it border specifically on specifically emphasizing predestination more so. Yeah. Okay. And and well, that's why I say it's a hard concept when you're talking about the babies because y- well there's another aspect to it that I looked at go ahead and it, this is also educate a, me this <laughs> is, logically speaking this is a very dark mm-hmm. idea but factually speaking it would make sense so for people and I've, I've met people who think all babies go to heaven right yeah. and I think if you're of that opinion then wouldn't it logically be smart to kill every baby so that they automatically get a free pass into heaven instead of giving them the logical choice to end up in hell, right? Right. So why wouldn't you just start killing off every baby from here on out and wipe out the human race? Right. That's that's logically speaking, especially if you believe all babies go to heaven. Otherwise, you're literally giving them the option to go to hell if you don't kill them. Right. So it's like... No, that's a fair argument. I was like, if you believe in that, then if you believe all babies go to heaven, then you have to agree with that. Mm -hmm. And I was like... Except yeah. you can't go with the pure logic on this one. But yeah, and it's exactly yeah, yeah. where you're coming it's from. It's very logic, dark. But you're right. Yeah. If, if that is the truth, then it would make sense, except for the, the reason why people fight against abortion, even those people that believe that, is the spark of divinity inherent in people. Because one, the, one of our very first commandments was to once subdue the earth work the garden and, and fill the earth yeah. we're supposed to yeah. propagate um, and so you're fighting against that so that's Satan is undermining the propagation of the human race by 
getting people to abort their children willingly. Um, he's also accomplishing the end of if there were children that were going to be saved in that number, they would not get to mature. But yeah. again, they wouldn't lose out on heaven either. Um, it's yeah. And all that, we can know is that Satan wants the babies dead for a very real reason, yeah. and so we have to fight against that. Yeah, I believe. Yeah, I believe life is sacred too. So I, I believe I agree that with God that. could save all the babies if He so chose. I mean, we know that Christ absolutely adored children. Yeah. You know, even to the point where he told his disciples, you you can't enter the kingdom of heaven unless you can have faith such as these children, unless you love like these children. Um, so God very well could have compassion to the point of every yeah. child murdered or aborted yeah. goes straight to heaven. And again, we don't actually know yeah. the actual answer. This is all... Yeah, hypothetical, kind of trying to figure out. Because so. on the other end, you know, everybody since conception is vile in their way. I mean, that they, they yeah. are a slave to sin from the very beginning. So, that's. But if he could pay for my sin, he could certainly pay for the child's sin. Yeah. And so. if you look at it predestinally, <laughs> then you don't have to do anything to be called righteous in Christ. He's got to come save you. Yeah. So he's talking about the good shepherd. You know, the sheep is not looking for the shepherd. The sheep wanders off on his own, far away from the rest of the flock, and the shepherd goes and collects the sheep, the lamb, and brings them back to yeah. the rest. So, yeah, he, he could save them if he so desired. And yeah. probably does. So, I don't know. That's just my two cents. No, that's, that's good. You have to work through things logically sometimes. So. Um, but, and that's a good argument to use against people. If, especially, yeah, it is very interesting. It's gonna make people think sometimes. Yeah, I'm. I'm a. I mean, I'm one of those people who I'm against the idea that every idea has to be positive. You got to also talk about the negatives. Yeah, like you're talking about people who are sinners and destined for hell. You know, you, you see people like more. Joel Osteen, and they don't. They don't say that. They always say you're a good person. I was like, you also got to say the other half. Mm-hmm. You got to also. It, it's actually good to talk about the bad things because it's, it's a warning. Yeah, it's very much a warning, and it makes people or certain people then become aware and are constantly looking for you know temptations or sins that are coming into life so that they're better prepared. So, but yeah, yeah, you get a people need to be woken up, and it doesn't necessarily mean that every sermon you preach fire and brimstone, but you have to preach rightly. We're, yeah. we're called to preach the entire word. And when the word borders on something that is difficult, you can't back away from it. Yeah. That's why so many of these churches you see, they are open arms to homosexuality. And they will just blatantly ignore those portions of scripture that deal with that. And Christ has even said that homosexuality is blasphemous and it's a sin. Yeah. But they just sort of skirt around that because they don't want to offend people. Yeah. That's not what we're called to do. And that's why the gospel is offensive to the world is because it doesn't cater to the world it is the truth of Christ and that in and of itself is offensive when Christ was around he was offensive not because he chose to be offensive but because he chose to preach the truth yeah and that's why they hated him just like the meme (laughs) (laughs) Jesus told them the truth so they hated him (laughs) they hate me because they hate me man no, yeah. But it's far better to be hated for preaching the truth. Like if you tell somebody, "Hey, buddy, like what you're doing is wrong," and you're not telling them that because you enjoy seeing them squirm, but you're telling them that because you want to help them get better, get out of this, because you yeah. see where their end is. Practicing this sin, you tell them, "Hey, buddy, look, this is wrong, and this is why, and this is what the Bible has to say about it, and this is where you can go if you repent of that." That's doing it out of love. Yeah. I, I've been guilty in the past of when I see somebody doing something wrong of using the Bible and the Word like a bludgeon where you just whack them with it and you don't tell them why it's bad. You just sort of go, hey, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. That's not loving. That's no. power hungry. You want to be right. That's pharisaical ultimately. Oh, yeah. That's what the Pharisees did all day, every day. Look at me. I know what I'm talking about and you're doing something wrong. It's like, that's, that's bad. That's yeah. really bad. Don't be a Pharisee. 
Exactly. <laughs> Nobody should be a Pharisee anymore. They're, they're good at they're good at knowing other people's sins, but not their own. Yeah. So. But it's like you can't ignore other people's sins either. So that's why it has to be on the condition of lovingly trying to help them. Because it is all too easy to get caught up in the what you're doing is wrong. It's sinful. It's evil. It is. But there's a double component. Christ didn't come back and say what you're doing is wrong, sinful, evil, and then just wiped out everybody on planet Earth with a snap of his fingers. It's like, no, he came lovingly to save them through yeah. the, the ultimate sacrifice. Um, and if we are to follow in his footsteps, we need to be capable and prepared to do the same for even a single person, um, which is different than what the world would have us do. We, we have that natural tendency to, to want to, hey, I see you're doing wrong, and the Bible says not to do that. So yeah. You fix it. But if we're prepared to call somebody out for something, we need to be prepared to be with them as they work through it and to, yeah, to do it out of love. Yeah. I desire to see you get better, and so I'm going to be here with you the whole time so I can rejoice when you have gotten better. Emphasize your own struggles, your own problems. Because every one of us has them. Yeah. Uh, it's like the sermon today at church. It, life is a battle. And, and Pastor Bill was correct in saying that to talk of it always as an ethereal spiritual battle that's going on behind the scenes is correct, but it doesn't go far enough because it does permeate the physical as well. Yeah. Um, so it is the battle that was begun when sin entered the world. And it was displayed in the very beginning of Genesis where uh, you talked about the seed of Eve and then the serpent fighting each other. Yeah. He will strike your heel and he will crush your head, head or crush your head. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's been uh, prophesied from the start of time and it plays out even today. And I don't know enough about Scripture to say any of this concretely, of course. But it's like, you have to look. You have to look. They talked about war. You know, war killing millions of people. That is a playing out of the spiritual war. And then you have to look, okay, obviously all the death serves Satan's end pretty well. But I know God uses that as well. They, in fact, I'm sure he's using it for more purposes almost yeah. it's, it's dangerous to talk about it in terms of like God didn't create the evil but he can certainly use it I don't uh, think that's he, wrong right right no I don't the, think the, the danger say. is approaching that and saying God is using the evil as a necessity therefore he's, he's encouraging the evil to happen yeah. so he can use it for good that was almost what I was going to say, but that's not right. It, what I said in place of that was true. He yep. didn't create the evil, but he can create good even out of the bad things that we do. Yeah. So sin is inherent to us, the created. And the creator is all good. And, you know, the whole reason why we can't enter heaven in this state is because evil is not compatible with good. Just like dark is not compatible with light. You shine a light on the darkness, the darkness disappears. You can't co-mingle them. There is no mixture of the two. Yeah. Um, but the very fact of the matter is, you know, God, through his grace, he can turn the darkness into light through the magic mystery. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. So it's just a, that was just a side topic. Yeah. We happen to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. So we kept on talking, and I was like, "We need to record." Yeah. Yeah. We so we don't have any topics. We're out. There's nothing left to talk about. Oh boy. I don't well, watch thank news. Thank you, everybody, for listening. <laughs> <laughs> I don't watch news or anything anymore. This is yeah. We very quickly drifted away from current events. That's okay. Well, by well, way. I don't have any way. I don't really see current events anymore. Uh-huh. Like, I've heard about the... They're all the depressing. St- like, I, I heard about Biden pulling out all the troops in yeah. Afghanistan. I've heard about that. But, like, I don't know the fine-tuned details, I you know? I, I understand people there are now being killed for their faith, but, yeah, that's the best I got. 
Yeah, I've only heard so. little bits and pieces with come on the news, and so I, I'm not equipped to give opinions on anything I haven't really yeah. heard. I'm research. more and more drifting away from like the internet as a whole. Just yeah. more and more seem to be drifting away from it. So it's a good thing. So it's like, but because you can become entrenched in that, yeah. Same as anything else, I don't know. It's something nice, but yeah, you, you like what happened? You weren't answering your phone earlier, did? You were like dead. Oh, what? Right after lunch or before that? Like even you were yeah. Uh, like I texted you right. I guess right before you showed up mm-hmm. to the restaurant, I was like, "Are you coming?" Yeah. Because yeah. Because I, I phone in my because everybody was there. I was like, I was like, oh, maybe you went with the other guys. You know, went somewhere else. But I was, I was just curious. Yeah, I was. I was talking to Nathan the whole time in the car. So you and Nathan get along well. So Nathan yeah. gets along with everybody. So that's that's true. Nothing inherent to me. Yeah. But found out Friday night that your sister is like like a few months older than Nathan. Really? Yeah. Or oh at least my. a month, I forgot, something like that. But I yeah. Oh yeah, I guess so cuz he's in They're November, both they're both 21. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah, that's true. They were talking about it. I was like, "Interesting." I didn't realize that. And then they they were talking to uh Sydney and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm 22 or something." And then they all look at me. I'm like, "I'm too old to be at this table. <laughs> like I need to leave." Like I'm the old man. <laughs> like that's how it is, though. I'm, like, yeah. one of the oldest people, other than, like, a few of the people who are married. Yeah. You know, like, uh, Alex Johnson and them, mm-hmm. and then, like, Colin. Yeah, but I didn't realize how old he was. Colin's he 29, dude. Yeah, he does not look it. Yeah. So, he, he I'm... just one of the guys. I'm, so. I was talking to him a while back, and I was, like, uh, he was talking about his brother, and I guess me and Colin's brother at the same age, so... Oh, wow. I've never met his brother, though, so... I but, yeah, I was... Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Ages are, at a certain point, age begins to not matter that much. Well, yeah. Uh, both in relationships and just in talking to people. Because once you become adult, big old moniker with the quotes on either side, it's like you can talk to anybody. I'm one of the oldest equal. people there, yeah. other than those few exceptions. But it's like I could easily pass for the youngest. Yeah. You Easy. shave and you I you could easily 12. pass for the, the youngest person <laughs> in that, that, that person I feel there. You. I feel so it's like. It's very interesting how that works, but as long as you display yourself with having energy, man, nobody can get a bead on how old you are. Yeah, I usually try to be pretty upbeat and energetic around people. Yeah. That's how I make entertainment. Yeah, it's awfully fun too. <laughs> yeah, it's very fun. So, uh, I've I've really enjoyed all of the guys. Everybody I've met in there has been really solid. They've been quite a blessing. Yeah. I I sat next to Colin. Actually, I didn't sit with y'all today. Yeah, I know. I, I sat on the left side. Being next to Bill and I, I saw guys. where y'all. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna walk down here. And I made like a last second decision. I was like, hey, look, there's a seat next to Colin. I was like, yo, this is free. So I sat next there to him. And then I didn't even sit with y'all at lunch. That's okay. It's chilling with Bill and Jules. No, no, that's because that's kind of what I want to do. It's nice to to get yeah. out. So. That's that's why I stopped playing Pente with the group. Yeah. It's because I need to socialize with people. I don't know half the people, so i, I got to go talk to them. Yeah. It's very fun. So. Good. I'm glad you did that. So. I was I was hoping that one of the other people would come over and sit with us, and that was nice. They were already established. It was funny because y'all, y'all were like the last group to get there, but mm-hmm. I got there. And I guess I came oh, through the back. Everybody came after you, right? Yeah, everybody came out. So, like, I got there, and, you know, there was that table, that big one with, like, Noah and them, and most of the married couples were actually sitting at that table right. so I got there and that table was full and they're like oh because I was talking to Noah before we left and I was like oh I was going to go with you to uh, McAllister's I can never <laughs> oh, no. remember the name Keller's oh, Keller <laughs> anyways I was like I was like, yeah I was going to go there and then I showed up there and they're like oh Trey you showed up I was like yeah everybody said they were coming here so I was like I guess I'll show up yeah, dude, we were doing so many roller coaster twist to do's and stuff. It was, it was. You crazy. didn't, you didn't want to go because you didn't want a group there, did you? Right? You didn't want a huge group because that was a yeah. big group. Well, because I wanted to go to Darien specifically with a small group because it was a small interior. So I was like, okay, we can do a small group. I don't like it when the group is loud at all. It yeah. bothers me too much. It wasn't that bad today? No, it was. Especially fine. we were in that fine. back section, anyways. But yeah, so I, I didn't worry me today, but that was why. Because like, oh, it's just like right down the road. We could be in and out without too much trouble and it could just be because when you're in a big group 
it's hard. You're eating you with to everybody, talk. but you only get to talk to. Yeah, two small groups are how you get to know people. Yeah, because I really just talked to the people at the end of the table yeah. with me right there. Yeah, yeah. That's all I was talking to. So if you could be able to talk to everybody, then it would be great to have a group every time. Yeah, and I think there is something deeper to being able to eat with everybody together. But the, the yeah, the noise thing does bother me. It probably too much. That's what we got to start doing. We got to start getting just. Small groups small and groups. each go to different restaurants, right? And then just switch up, like how we do our breakfast mm-hmm. groups, yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of like that, but going to eat places. I think, that, I think um, next Sunday we need to go see if we can go catch lunch with Casey. Cause oh, is she gonna be at the hospital? Yeah, two was it? What hospital is she at? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We, we can find that out. We can. Yeah, that's say, true. Hey, you want to catch true. lunch next Sunday? But I, I remember last Sunday she talked about yeah. that. Like, hey, you know, I won't um, be able to make it. It was, I think, Katie who came and had lunch with her once. Yeah. Like, the week before mm-hmm. or something, but yeah. So I'd, I'd like to be able to do that for her, because that, that would have to be really de- demoralizing. Someone that's used to being with the, the yeah. Saints on Sunday every day, and now she's going to work however many I think Sundays. She, I think she said three Sundays in a row. So this, this is this the first one. This, no, it's probably the second. Next one will be the second. No, she so was there this last. Is, this yeah, this right. would this be the, se- the first. This one. would be the first one. The next, next one, one would be the second. second. Yeah. She was there last week, so mm-hmm. yeah. So she said three weeks, I think. I know Colin is supposed to all this week. He's working a bunch. He said so. Yeah. Because he's been on a vacation in um, Iceland. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I told you he had money. <laughs> I told you, bro. He kept looking at <laughs> the cars coming bro, in. Bro, you like, remember, no, no, that's, oh my that's gosh. Too cheap. He's got money. <laughs> <laughs> he lives in uptown. We were we were with the. Where was that? That was like three weeks ago that ha- happened. Yeah. yeah, we were at Mexicali's and we were waiting for Colin to show up. Yes, we stood out. So me and David were standing out front, outside, looking at the parking lot, waiting for cars to drive by. And there were a few lesser, lesser graded yeah. cars. Yeah, cheap. Nice. Yeah, and I was like, oh, maybe that's him. He's like, no, that's not. That's not. Not rich enough. It's not rich He's enough. Not I was like, money. "What are you talking about? Rich enough?" <laughs> I don't know what car. I don't even remember. It's some black car. I can't even remember. Like, Sleek. was it a Mercedes or something? I don't. I don't it even was, remember. It would probably BMW. Was it maybe? Yeah. yeah. That showed up. He's like, "Yeah, that's probably him." <laughs> I was like, "That's so." Look at who came out. It was Colin. It's so wrong to say. Like, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you if just want got money. They got money. They got money. <laughs> but. Yeah. I, I really enjoy the group, and I, what? I've been wanting to talk to Bill in particular for oh, dude, weeks. I was for so months, bro. I was so happy he sat next to me. I'm I, honestly to- before everybody got there, I was sitting at that one table completely alone, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Other people are showing up." I was like, "Okay, I'll be the one to start this." And then people showed up, and then I saw Bill show. I was like, "I was surprised Bill was even there." But then he, he sat next to me. I was like, "Oh, this is like, sick!" All right. I got to talk to him for a minute. It was nice. So. No, that's it really fantastic. went off. So I, I feel really sorry for him in some sense, and almost envious in another because he he's in such a position. One, he he meets with everybody all the time. Yeah. So he he has set up his schedule so that he is meeting with people like every second of the day. I don't know how he does it, um, but in that sense, he's able to minister to a lot of people and help a lot of people. And, that's a good thing. It's a great thing. Yeah. I wish I had more time. That's the envy I have in that sense is that, like, I wish I had time to do that with people. Um, in that sense, I, I more or less despise my job because I can't meet with anybody. No, that's, yeah. Don't Except for a... you. No, on days like this. And, and people at lunch on Sunday. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, you didn't work this Saturday either, so. I, I just vegged out, and I Did felt you? guilty afterwards because, like, I didn't do anything productive. Would you play games or something? It was just... Just laying in bed all day. Mm. Not, I got not up, good. <laughs> bro, I got up. I mowed the lawn in the morning. I did meal prep. I went to ponchos. Hey. Did all sorts of stuff Didn't yesterday. Did you get from the queso? I can't eat the queso. Hey, all right. <laughs> ponchos <laughs> are safe for you, my friend. <laughs> what do you mean? I got sick with the queso when I was a kid at ponchos, uh, and I never went back. I haven't had that in years. I like that place, man. Well, oh. So good. I have to try it again someday. That's where we need to take a group. <laughs> all you can eat Mexican back, my friend. All you can <laughs> eat Mexican restaurant. Ugh, this would be so nice. But we, we no. might have to try. Yeah, I'll get over my. We fear. need we need to get a group for Pente again. Yeah, I think like that would one be one night or just at a fellowship. But but I I totally agree. We need to probably do it on a Out, separate event outside of yeah. fellowships. That's fair. 
man, that would kill me every time. We'd be like, oh, we're going to fellowship. We immediately start Pente, and then before I know it, the evening is over. I haven't talked to anybody but y'all, which it was a fun evening. I was happy we got to try that, that big squad. Yeah, no, that was fun. That was really so fun. I was happy I got that. But and, yeah. You know, it involved a lot of people, so you could talk to a bunch yeah. of people, too. But. Man, give it a few months. What, it's... We're at the beginning of September now, so everything's going to start slowing down a little, yeah. for, at least for me. Cool I don't know off. about you. I've got no clue. <laughs> well, we're in September. we got to get ready for Halloween. Yes, we do. Oh, yeah. I was looking up. I was, they would look at like 30 or $40 for like a suit or a costume. <laughs> do a tux and a Mario hat? <laughs> no. <laughs> for like a, a full suit or whatever. I was looking at that, but I think Party City is more expensive. I don't know. Okay, I'll have to start looking too. The look. Well, we'll have to remind everybody in the group chat. Like, hey. I found Bowser suits. I found Warligi or whatever he's called. Peach and all that. So. Okay, so they're out there. We're they're there. Get them in our right sizes. And yeah. <laughs> Everybody's going to pay top dollar for this. That's okay. That it's if, an investment. If, if, if we manage to pull this off, like, I don't even know if all of them will go through with dressing up like us, mm-hmm. but if we manage to get at least some people, we got to get, like, a sick. Picture, picture. Yeah, group picture, a group picture with all of us in our suits, oh, that'd be all, cool. in our costumes. That'd be really oh. cool. That would be so fun. I'm gonna have to shave. Eh. Are you gonna keep that until no uh, the Halloween? Okay. No. You don't ever keep your facial hair that long, do you? I'm in I don't and out remember. Of it. It's it's. Sort you of keep like it for like a few weeks and then yeah, I'll drop fresh it off start. And- so. It's been my habit. I've kept this longer than usual. Yeah, I've noticed that. The, so. the longest I've kept it, it went like way down. You need just and it let starts it starts to curl. It it looks like Neptune's beard. Oh, that's at some sick. Point. That's it, sick. But it's so weird. Like I'm not. People don't wear that kind of beard. You should bring it back. Oh dear. Like I try to come up with every time I I yeah you try to grow out, I try and do something weird. <sighs> that's cool though. But nah. I have limitations. There was this one beard that I saw while I was watching the Chronicles of Riddick. I don't know if you've seen that, but there's this bounty hunter, and he has, like, the uh, mutton chops, just and it cuts off, mm-hmm. and then all he has is, like, the little goatee. Oh, that's cool. And, yeah, I, was, yeah, and yeah. I can't grow hair right under my oh, lip, awesome. and it's like, I can never do that, do and that I hate one. my life. <laughs> I will never be able like, to here, try that. you mine. <laughs> If only it worked if that only, way. If only, dude. I was like, oh. I'd be stealing bits of my dad's beard. Like, come on, give me some. <laughs> it doesn't grow on the cheeks. Uh, All you just got to shave plus. daily, my guy. Every day, just drive shaving. Dry shaving is so awful. I'll tell you that right now. It depends on the razor you got. It's awful. If you got a good one. I got a, one of those Harry's razors. Mm. They keep advertising on, like, Spotify. Yeah. I wanted that. good. I got to like that. Dollar Shave Club one. Oh yeah, yeah. And they got. I a, wanted to get one of those. They had like a, I don't know, like a free test trial or something for like ten bucks, and I got like, you know, the razor, and it has like four different sets of blades. Mm, so it came out, came with like three different trial samples of cream and all that, and after shaving all that, and I canceled it, so now I have the razor. Got everything. Yeah. All I need is the shaving cream and the razor. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> for I showed you Dollar Shave Club. Probably could make it last for a year. Yeah, yeah. So. That's a good deal. Because I'm still using the same razor, and it's still pretty sharp. So, Yeah. I'm not mad. Yeah, that's, razors are cool, man. Yeah. I, I, I want to get one of those <laughs> classic ones, you know, the ones that just whip out like a knife. Oh, straight razor? Yeah, straight razor. Yeah, yeah those are cool. Learn those how to use that. art to using those. That's That would be nice is kind of grow out all my, my entire beard and then go to one of those... Uh, those places, those it, shots where they do it's it. The closest shave you'll ever have. Mm. It's it's it, like you've never had hair before on your face. It, it looks so relaxing though. I was like, I want to try that because my old barber, uh, towards the very end of when she was in business, she went back to using a straight razor to do the lining on the back of your yeah. head. And literally, like you'd go back and feel, and it was like, oh, th- there's never been hair there. Like I, I would be fully bald. Oh, I would love to do that so much. It's so cool. Oh, we. I, that's what I want to do. That's my next game plan. Yeah. They have those places everywhere. Now, they got kind of iffy for a while. Uh, they wouldn't let barbers use straight razors because, like, if they nick you or nick somebody before you and they then they sued? nick you, then you, there might be blood on blood contamination. So, like, there, there's a real big scare about HIV. That's been a continual thing since the 70s. Mm. Um, so they don't want to inadvertently give you HIV and then have you sue them. But Let's do it. Let's give everybody HIV. As long HIV. as they're careful and they sterilize the blade, 
then there's no. I do. I want to try one of those. I'm sure they have one around here. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure they probably do. do. But I mean, I don't. I need to grow my hair out, but it's like now I'm at the point where it gets it starts getting long and it gets really irritating, like it does with my facial hair. Mm -hmm. It's like I hate it. Like those days when I had that really long hair. Yeah, most likely, you'll never see that again from me, unless I'm too old or I like. You were get... so used to it back then, so I was like, it wasn't. The... Unless I get my arms chopped off and I just can't do anything. <laughs> my hair's growing again. <laughs> Dang it! It's like the odds of me ever bringing that back is slim to none. So, but I don't know. <laughs> I want to see you with that long hair. Grow you know, out your I hair. Nearly... Because well, the longest I've ever had it was like the the Justin Bieber, the classic Justin Bieber. The bowl, I like, like it. Real mm. long and silky. Yeah. And man, that was back in middle school. And I do like the Bieber shake and all the girls be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> I want to see that from you now. I got close not terribly long ago. And then I had to cut it because it gets so annoying. Doesn't it? gets yeah. so It's like you got to spend an hour washing it in the morning well i was i don't know i found it weird because i would get hair and then it would get so long it would like kind of just tickle my ear or get mm-hmm. in my ear mm-hmm. so i would like curl it behind my ear and then i that's why like, i don't let my mustache grow because eventually like you'll try and go for a bite of something to eat and then you'll get a mustache <laughs> in every bite <laughs> like that's no way to live <laughs> If it got uh, too long, then I could push it out and have, like, the little curl and everything. That would that. be cool. That would be cool. But. That would be sick. There's that transitory period in between where you just eat it. <laughs> you just don't eat. Um, fasting. I'm going to do fasting, fasting for six for months. Nonstop. <laughs> You're not allowed. Eating through my nose. It's sort of like. <laughs> Bro, you could have all those uh, uh, Slurpee. Yeah, yeah. Uh, strawberry shake stuff. Those are meals. I would like bloat up to like balloon. You can do that with most meals though. You can put them in blenders, mm-hmm. you know that, and make them the shakes. I got beef stroganoff tonight. Ooh. Ultra mm. smooth. Oh. <laughs> I put it on puree. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be something else. Oh dude, and oh my gosh. Yeah, so we tried on Friday Nathan had this hot sauce. Yeah. I I forgot what I it was called. Devil's up over Devil's there. Like, I don't know, tears or something. I don't know what the hot sauce was. But I looked at the ingredients. It had, like, a habanero, jalapeno. It had uh, ghost pepper. Oh, no. And it had the uh, Carolina Reaper oh, pepper in it. I was just looking at the ingredients before I did it. Uh, no, but what was it? Was, I wasn't planning on taking it until, like, near the end. And then what was her name? Laura? Lauren? Laura. And she's like, she's like oh, you're going to do it now? I was like... I just got here three minutes ago. What do you mean? We haven't even started eating dinner. You want to eat this now? I was like, this is not. This isn't hot sauce. You don't get to casually eat this. Yeah, no, that's it's like a one and done kind of thing. I was like, why would you dead. do this right now? And she had already had a plate of food. I was like, I haven't even gone up there yet. Like, you'll need to relax. And then me and Sean Michael took like the most. The most of the hot sauce. Everybody has had like a, a drip, a drop, yeah. a drop and and. Like, me and Shawn Michael had, like, a spoonful of it. Oh, so bad. Oh, I started tearing up. I started sweating. I was like, this is awful. And they were like, they were like, oh, yeah, just drink some milk. I was like, bruh. What do you bruh. mean? What do you mean, drink so I can't drink the milk? He's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I started eating tortilla chips, man, until it went away. Oh. Dude, I thought it was the most funny thing because I saw you. Like I, everybody I was like, everybody was like, Trey's crying. I'm like, yeah. Do you see Shawn Michael? We're both crying over here because we're burning up. <laughs> no, 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 the funny thing what? was, like, you had gotten up to, I guess, get something to eat to, and then, like, get something to wipe away your tears. Right? Yeah. So I saw you over there, and I sat down in your seat, and Caden was right across from me, and he was talking, and, and I was talking to Nathan, too, and Caden, and... Caden was like, oh, yeah, that hot sauce wasn't so bad. Caden didn't. And right as he said that, he went, <laughs> bro, Caden like, had... came back. It came back. Bro, the thing <laughs> was, the thing was, like, Caden, Caden had, like, less than a drop, and he mixed it with a bunch of other food. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I put this thing on a tortilla <laughs> chip. chip. But Man. It, it, like, it got him back so quick, because he was trying to convince me, oh, yeah, do it. And then, like, he, he took a bite of food. It was like, oh! No, it was like it was so bad because it's like I was talking, you know, I was talking to your sister after this. And I was like, even the heat, like it was bad, mm-hmm. but it's like just the, the the like if you were to take the aspect of the heat out of the sauce, the actual flavor of it is 
atrocious. Oh, yeah. So bad. They only do it for the heat. So bad. I'm pretty sure the flavors that they use actually increase the heat, but I was like, Probably. this is just so disgusting. Because yeah. like, I could taste it. No I could okay. taste it. I'd be like, this is so just... I wouldn't eat this even if I was starving, even if it had no heat. I wouldn't eat this. Yeah, this is bad. so bad. But I was like, yeah. Because I, I, my brother, uh, we got some sauce like that, similar to that, years ago. And we did it before, so. Yeah, was that the, the bomb? Yeah, it was the bomb. Yeah. I it was a smaller that. thing, actually, and more we, round. But We all did like a... Did we? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. That's right. Yeah, we had that for years. Because I remember me and Gavin would try to come up with, like the kill-all solution that, that you could drink it and it would nullify the instantly yeah and it had all sorts of oh shoot i didn't even think about that ketchup is pretty good for that oh is it really yeah huh. i didn't even think about that because the only thing me and sean michael were thinking was like sean michael was looking for milk and he couldn't find milk or something he found milk later i was like milk's not an option i always knew like i was like corn so corn chips tortilla chips were doing good i was like i could eat raw bread as well but i didn't yeah. but yeah ketchup is actually Okay, pretty good. good. I wonder if mustard works like that too. Mustard's really good for uh, for Charlie horses and, and cramps. For cramps, mm-hmm. you just eat it and your cramps go away. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. When you start getting cramps, it's because you're low on essential salts, and so mustard has. It's not as, in essence, essential salts that what you're getting, but it's got some in it. Yeah. It's enough to nourishment. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Same with pickle juice. Pickle juice is really mm. good for cramps. Good to know. I won't do. Yeah. Why didn't you try the sauce? You don't. I, well, I, it was kind of the same reasoning that you weren't wanting to try it right at the beginning. I told Nathan, "It's like I'm not going to eat that, especially not now, because I want to enjoy my food. If I uh, eat the, this, it now, went away, I and I was tasting it. Yeah, I, it went away, and I was fine with the or the flavor went away. But it's like it was like 30 minutes. Yeah, just like, awful, awful taste on my tongue. Uh People were surprised that, like, me and Shawn Michael were, like, started dripping sweat so much, and we started crying just naturally, tears coming out. I I was like, have y'all never had hot, hot sauce before? Have you never had this type of stuff? Like, it's it's like a Like, people who have know. Yeah, people know if you've had those type of sauces, you know what happens. I knew what would happen, but I was like, y'all are surprised this is happening, but... Well, if you look at it, it's like, that's the pepper's natural uh defense yeah, yeah so defense. animals don't eat it Can and people eat like it. A, a animal like going up and biting a carolina reaper and going, <laughs> <laughs> just running around with their mouth open <sighs> like cool it off <laughs> who knew his natural defense would be our greatest taste yeah, or something like, <laughs> the thrill <laughs> we've done that with a lot of plants it's like yeah. oh yeah coffee bean you know it produces this chemical which wires you like well we got addicted to it <laughs> that's how you do it Oh, man. Mm. Yeah. Oh, That's dude, there was a, a conversation we were having over lunch today with uh, me and Alex Bean and Nathan. Yeah. And I hadn't ever had that conversation with anybody, and it was good to see that they all had the same issues uh, that I had, more or less. And that's why I wanted like Pastor Bill to like get over there so he could inform us. Is this like a religious, a biblical? Yeah, question? it is. It is perhaps one of the biggest questions that I struggle with, and it's not necessarily core theology, but it is related to theology. And, okay. And like how we're supposed to react to this situation, right? I've always wondered what the real biblical path would be. The government comes knocking on your door and says, hand over all your guns. What are we really supposed to do? And that's one of those things where it's super simple on the surface and it has almost infinite depth for America only. Yeah. That it's it's because of the American laws that we have that it becomes so crazy to try and reckon out at least in, as far as I understand. Cuz this is how I understand the situation. And somebody's more than happy to correct me cuz I I would like to be solid on this issue. But as far as I understand, when government begins to overstretch itself, Christians are not supposed to act violently? Uh, yeah, we're not supposed to act violently, right? We're not really supposed to even act in fighting against the government until they they start doing the two bigs, which is they either ban you from doing something that God requires 
or they require something that God bans. Yeah. Um, so just at that level, right, that's the very beginning of this, it's like, is the government telling you to hand over your firearms, is that causing you to sin? Because at a base level, I wouldn't say that it is. They're, you know, that's that's not a sin. Yeah. So, but then, do you want the ability to protect your family? Because you would want to keep your guns if you right. plan on protecting your family from any type of hostile takeover, whether it's right. government or neighborhood people. I so it's like that. that. That then takes that out. You wouldn't really have a chance at survival at that point or protecting their family. So it's like, yeah. It, so it's, gets, like, it's, that's, it's a gray that's area. One, it's a gray area. Yeah, like, that's the first hurdle to get over. It keeps going. It keeps because it's like you look at it that way, and then you go, okay, all right. Um, do you have a right to protect other people? And like, do you get into the morally gray of is it right to shoot a gunman to protect a whole church full of people? It's like I would say yes because you're defending like somebody who's people. shooting up a yeah. church. Yeah, that's yeah. self-defense. Yeah. Okay, but then. You, in in that light, you go okay. So it's you'd want to keep your guns. So if the government comes calling, you'd, you say no. Yeah, you say no. But then, is does that not get into the fact that by holding on to your guns, you're also lifting them up essentially as an idol because you you, look you rely the guns on them more to for, protect you for more protection. than God. Yeah, but then maybe God wants you to keep that weapon as a way to protect yourself. But we're also required by God to obey. The uh, law, the, the government, yeah, the government's, yeah, yeah. government's all authority, so long as they don't cause us to sin, which gets us back to is them taking our guns sin. Yeah, I had a conversation somewhere about this, but it was about the vaccine, not, yeah. not. It's complicated. Not guns, but it is so complicated. No, I, I agree. Um, and then it gets even more complicated in the sense that, um. Okay, let's say that whole argument is null and void. Let's say the proper Christian thing to do is when the government comes and takes your guns, then you give them up. However, biblically speaking, and this is, this is strange because you have to extrapolate some of this from the workings of the early church, but the early church, when they were attacked essentially by the Roman government, their method of trying to fight what the Roman government was doing was not through weapons, but it was through their own legal system. So they they, you know, approached the courts about this and they they fought it yeah. how they were allowed to fight it. So if the court would allow them to fight against the treatment of the Christians, then they pursued it that way. And the first thing they did in every scenario was to pray about it, which is our first line. Yeah. But then they fought it to the full extent that they were legally allowed to under that authority. The, the crazy part about America is that under the American law, we have the right to fight against the government with weapons. That's that, the, like that three things right there is what confuses the heck out of my mind. Well, and I was happy only to so hear, much power is supposed to be to the government. Right. You don't give 100% to the government. Right. So, but that's again. That's yeah. why it confuses. Because if, that, if the legal system is invested in the power of the people as a collective whole to invest power into the the government that we, you know, the federal government, then what what's going on? Independence, individual freedoms. Who is in charge? Who? What authority do you obey in this situation? Mm, Biden. It's like that's what I would say because <laughs> yeah. he, he's recognized as the leader of this country. A joke of a leader, but yeah. Um. But then we're, we're allowed to fight within the full extent of the law. Oh, yeah. Um, and part of the law is being able to fight violently, but the early church didn't fight violently. But is that because that the law didn't allow them to fight violently, or is it because they didn't want to have a violent means? Because something I brought up in the conversation at some point was when um, on the night of Christ's arrest, you know, Peter took out his sword and cut off the, the ear of one of the guards that was coming to arrest yeah, Jesus. Yeah, he said, yeah. And Jesus told him to put away the sword. and Healed his ear. Healed his ear. And I really love John Lennox for his take on that because it it opens up the spiritual reality of what was going on there. If Christians in general try and use force, whether to defend 
because in that case, Peter was trying to defend Christ. Yeah. But he used force in, in doing that. You are, in essence, cutting off the ears of all the people that see you do that. And, in essence, you keep them from being able to listen to Because they the look word. at you, yeah. They, they look, look at you in a bad way, yeah. Oppressor. And it's hypocritical. I don't, really. think it, I don't think it would be violent if somebody if they came up to your door and you said, no, I'm going to keep my gun, unless they pulled out a gun on you. I mean, but see, it, they but, said, okay, next house. Okay. I don't think there's the violence there. But and then you you look at uh, when when being a Christian became illegal, the people didn't resist. When people showed up at their door and said, "Okay, we're here to arrest and kill all Christians," they, they didn't run or, or flee. They went willingly with. Them. Look at Peter when he was arrested. You know, they they just walked up and arrested him and let him into prison. He didn't yeah. fight him at all. I, th- I mean, first off, yeah, you would have to pray, and I think there would be a lot of people who would, I would say, most likely be given the answer whether it was by god or what they thought was god to keep their guns um but you look at like what bill was saying uh, about you know david and goliath when uh, david came out there he wasn't fighting a war he wasn't fighting against people he knew that goliath was also part of the, or the the war was part of the spiritual warfare mixed with the with the physical physical war they were two in one so he understood what he was going against at the moment so if you think about that, and you think about, well, maybe that's how the government is, definitely I would say the government is leaning to that now and starting to fall more and more in place with that without, you know, pedophilia and all these things are becoming more common and more Accepted. acceptable, yeah. which is just insane. But, you know, nevertheless, if you know or if you have the possibility of thinking that, that the government is going to then take away your guns and then increase the amount of sin and um, devastation and evil as a way to promote themselves, and I would say it wouldn't actually be wrong to keep your guns to prepare for when these sins would be approached to you, to defend yourself and your family. Right. I don't know. And See, and that's ultimately what it, I come it, to, because it's like, It's yeah, very gray, though. Anybody that yeah. knows their history can foresee that a government doing these things And, and you know if, if, if the government does come up to everybody's door in X amount of time, like anybody, you know that it has no good value. You know it's not for the good intent of the people. Right. You know something's going to happen, right. even if you don't die. But, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very, yeah, I would yeah, say, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go completely against keeping your guns. Um, but, yeah, that's just me. Yeah, it, and this is something that Bodie Bauckham said, and it's, it's true, and... I begrudge it, but it's it's the reality that, one, we're Americans, right? And so we're steeped in rebellion. I mean, rebellion was the beginning of America. We yeah. rebelled against the British Empire and won our independence. And then, two, we're Texans who were an independent nation Gun led by rebellion. Gun d- drinking Texans. So we're, we're dual rebels. We've been so entrenched in it that our very first idea is when somebody does something wrong we rebel against so like government does wrong we rebel against it um and i'm not convinced that that's the way we should be doing because that was the other half of john lennox's thing is as christ followers if we're supposed to be following in christ's footsteps peter cut off the guard's ear but christ healed him and if we're not supposed to use violence as a, a means of defense I don't think perhaps that is the business of putting the ear when it back comes on to people. when when you're saying violence. I think it's it's very violent defense, different. Yeah. So like, like you had people who would go in the land and take over the land. Like the Israelites took over land and killed people to take the land, yeah. but they were God's chosen people. Yeah. Although that was all sorts of. Of course, they had also been specifically told to do that. Yeah, yeah. Through the process. so it's very iffy on what categorize violence as evil or good yeah. in certain extents at least um, no I think you're right and but, again it goes back to what we might consider the morally great because outside of God's divine purpose it's hard to differentiate sometimes although God's judgment is absolute so when God would say wipe out these wicked people it was because of their wickedness so yeah. it was a judgment they're on yeah if we decide we're going to rebel against a government that we see as wicked, then we are the taking judges. the mantle of judge onto yeah. ourselves. 
So if there was a prophet that rose up that said, okay, God says to wipe out the American government, and we could test the spirits and prove that that was true, then heck yeah, I guess God's judging America for us. Yeah, but also it's like this, the whole United States started as under God, and it's clearly not under God anymore. So now you're talking about we're not, like for believers, you know, we both, our highest power is God. Whereas not everybody believes in God and all that. Other people are like, oh, my president or my king or wherever you live. But for us, uh, we think the government was supposed to be the government. It was supposed to be God, the government, and us. Yeah. Well, although technically it's supposed to be God, us, and the government. But we followed the government as yeah. by law. And now if I would very much say God has been 99% taken out of the government and at least most of America. Uh, in the rest of the world, it's all that. But so now you're talking about: Are you going to follow suit on what God says? Or are you going to follow suit on what this government that has nothing or doesn't take any word from God? You're going to let them try and figure out what's right and wrong on their on their own moral decisions without God? Or are you going to look to God specifically? And it's like I don't know. It's very gray, but yeah, it's. I don't think it, I don't think it would be wrong to just keep your guns. Um, but yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, like I said, I, I it, think we didn't even come to an agreement. I think if to leave before we got to the end of that conversation. So it's like, I was out. It's very, yeah. I don't know. And it's, I've also heard many, many, many tales from people, uh, who were firm Christians that they ended up doing things that were wrong or bad. Yeah, that, so I've heard both things that they did something that was borderline, like gray area. You don't know the answer to, yeah. Yeah, but there was the suggestion that if they had done something, so an, an example was somebody uh, had escaped prison. It was a it was a um, violent government who was oppressing Christian peoples. They okay. did not want. Christianity. So this was there. a Christian who escaped, or just yeah, it was a, it was a Christian who okay, escaped, okay. Um, and they met up with a whole bunch of other escapees, and they met uh, at nights and and under the cover of darkness, and they constructed a boat to escape to somewhere else, and finally, finally, they got the boat ready, they got all their supplies gathered, and the day before they were to leave, guards. Oh yeah, I heard about this. I know yeah. the story. Yeah. And so for the, the benefit of the people, I'll finish it. It'll be quick. But, um, yeah, the guards knocked on the, the door, and the guy said, what? Said, are, are you harboring prisoners? Are you, I, we've heard tale that you're going to escape tomorrow. Is this true? The guy said, no. No, it's not true. The guards left. He closed the door. Immediately felt guilty. And he prayed and said, God, if, if you want me to tell them the truth, then have them come back tomorrow. I'll tell the truth. And that that's so far, because in telling them no, he was lying, which we consider the least of sins, but he's protecting all the people that, yeah. that were going to escape and really be free. But he prayed that prayer, and they came back the next day, and they asked him the same question. You know, propped him up against the wall, threatened him, said, we heard that you're going to escape today. Is this true? He said, yeah. He said, good, because we want to come with you. They were defectors, and they they ended up turning out to be a godsend because they were all skilled sailors, and they came across a deadly storm, and it was only because of their skill as sailors that they were able to pass through the storm unharmed. Yeah. But, and there's another story of somebody that was, it was during the uh, the Holocaust, and their, their family hid Jews. They had a compartment built under their dining room, um... And the trap door was under their dining room table. And so when they heard that the Nazis were coming, they would usher all the Jews into that compartment, them, yeah. close the door, put the table over top, and then throw down the, the tablecloth so it was all concealed. Yeah. And the, the person in the story was a little girl at the time. And one day the Nazis came looking for Jews. They had gotten a tip that there were Jews being held in that house. And they, uh, they skipped straight over the parents because they knew they were going to lie to them. And so they talked to the little girl and said, Now, girl, where, where are the Jews being hid? And 
she was very, very devout Christian, even for being a little girl, and she knew it was wrong to lie. And so she said, they're hiding under the table. And the guards went and they lifted the tablecloth, and then something prompted her to start laughing uncontrollably as they did so. I mean, you know, like, total giggle fit. And the guard got frustrated because he thought she was playing a trick on him, like a little childhood game. Like, ha I told you the wrong place. Isn't that funny? He looked up uh, under the tablecloth and they weren't there. Yeah. She told the absolute truth. But God used that situation so that she could tell the truth and the Jews were not harmed. They, didn't, they never found him. The guard ended up leaving in a huff and that was that. Mm. And so in that sense, that's the mindset I'm approaching this problem with, is that what we can look at biblically... As far as I've come to, is if the government comes calling and says, give me your guns, I would be forced to give them my guns and immediately start praying that you know, we'd be protected through this. Obviously, there's other ways that you can defend yourself, though yeah. none matching what the government could do to you, obviously. Um, this is very gray. Yeah. Very gray area. And it it becomes difficult. like, okay, well... If, do you do a, a fib and like they tell you give me all your guns and you only give them those that you have lying around but you've hidden some out back it's like is that considered lying to them in that sense and I would say probably yes yeah, probably I... that's why I don't keep guns ladies and gentlemen there you go it's, it's safe you method. can take all my guns but I still got weapons <laughs> And that no, therein yeah. could be the answer. It's like, we're not supposed to be defenseless, I don't think. Yeah. Um, but, in an ultimate sense, we are defenseless against the greater evil, which is Satan. Without Christ, we are dead. So, I guess in the only way that matters, with Christ on our side, we're protected from anything and everything. And we ought to not be concerned about the physical, even though we can see what has happened in the past the dangerous and treacherous path that it's going right now, which mirrors the past. Yeah. And we know the outcome. But then again, we've, we have revelation as our proof. The ultimate outcome of everything will be Christ's reign for eternity. So, in the greater sense, it doesn't matter what happens at all here. Yeah. Who knows? Though we always like to try and preserve life and preserve comfort, but... Who are we to even deserve those things in the first place? True. Yeah. Yeah, you need to... I need to sit down with Bill over that. I would, I would like, love to listen to the, like that kind of talk. That would be kind of fun. Get all of the elders in there. Like, teach me. I need to know. I'd really like to know anyway. It'd be helpful. Yeah. yeah even that's... I think even pastors struggle with the oh, yeah. really deep, conflicting almost questions. Yeah. No, I agree with that. But yeah, Nobody knows we, all the we answers. We have to do right regardless, even when it, even when wrong would supposedly protect other people, like in those stories. It's like if we do right, God blesses that. And like you were saying earlier, He can also use bad things, yeah, for the good if, of if other people. If you happen to do bad, one, He's paid for it on the cross, so it's like, you know, okay, you messed up, repent of it, have faith in God, and He can turn situations around. There's a lot of despair that happens in sin. And he can get you out of it, and can sometimes, and all the time, will use it for good. Yeah. Because, you know, you hear stories all the time where people will have been just embroiled in a sin situation for years, and God might deliver them out of that, and then he uses those scenarios that they were in to end up ministering to somebody else, or warning somebody of those dangers. Yeah. Or even in senses where the person developed a, a skill in the sin that ended up saving somebody's life. You know, you hear about burglars who were really good at opening safes and they end up getting called out of prison so that they can open a safe because someone got locked in there and they'd have no air. Like, you hear stories about that. Like, God can do good through anything. Yeah. Yeah. But we need to try and do good to begin with. And in fact, I think His power is more greatly shown through that. But His grace will abound regardless we can't stop his grace from abounding yeah no i agree so we need to 
probably wrap it up. Huh? Yeah, wrap her up. Not bad. We always seem to manage yeah, on the no, podcast. No Some, in hey, looky somehow there. Somehow we always manage talking about something. So yeah, that's good. Well, I guess uh, thank <laughs> you for listening, everybody, yeah. to our rambles and thanks for roller our coaster rides, <laughs> hypothetical conversations. If you have any uh, any inputs on this, please do email us. Yeah, email us. It'll be in the description. Yeah. Um, I don't really have anything left to say that I could think of. Um, any last than, words? Uh, bewing, of course. <laughs> that will go on forever. It will. We're gonna be we're like gonna we're gonna be 132, we'll and you're be just in the retirement bowing. <laughs> bowing, buddy. It's gonna. Be, you want to have a voice somewhere? It'd be a, uh, to the two. It'd be like. <laughs> We'll have to videotape that specific part because it'll be a lady like uh, sign languaging what you're yes, saying because you can't even say it anymore. Oh no, that will be the day. Mm, mm. All right, yeah, thanks for catching us, and uh, we'll see you on Catch the flip you side. Next time. Peace, see ya. <laughs>